and welcome to BiblioChat, brought to you by Biblioscoop.com. On this episode, we will cover the second part of our capitalism discussion. The first part covered capitalism in the colonial industry, and this second part will cover capitalism in early America to the modern day. And it doesn't matter what order you watch, because these episodes covered two very different ideas about capitalism. The first episode covered some of the darker behaviors we see when companies are given free reign to make profits. And on this episode, we are going to focus on the progression of government regulation. We're going to look at the first time in American history the U.S. government took drastic action in regulating companies. Rockefeller Standard Oil Company was the first company ever in the U.S. to be charged as a monopoly, and it was broken up into separate companies. And this ruling has guided the government in regulating future companies. All of the concerns that arose out of Standard Oil's power and influence has been a guide to regulating companies today. And we'll see if these traditional concerns of monopolies are useful in understanding the most powerful companies today, which are facing intense scrutiny from the U.S. government. Companies like Amazon, Facebook, and Google are all facing pressure from regulators. But given their digital existence, these traditional understandings of monopolies don't gel very well in regulating these companies. And given the complexity of the digital world, the U.S. government will struggle to take meaningful legal action against these companies, and we'll discuss the implications this will have for the future. So the early American economy was dominated by monopolies. Industries like tobacco, sugar, steel, and oil were controlled by a single or small trust of companies. And similar to the colonial industry, when economies are mostly controlled by businesses, without government regulation, monopolies naturally form. Sometimes a single company like the Standard Oil Company will rise to power and be the single player in an industry, or large businesses will join together in a trust to eliminate competition. And this behavior of eliminating competition is what the U.S. government took action against in the late 1890s because it's the consumer who ultimately suffers from this structure. So starting with Standard Oil, we will look at these concerns that arose that ultimately led to its regulation. So there were two major reasons why Rockefeller's company became so profitable. You know, first, he develops more efficient ways of producing refined oil. Crude oil is the raw oil that needs to be developed into a usable form. So he was able to develop this refined oil at a much cheaper cost than his competitors. And secondly, he could transport his oil at cheaper prices than his competitors. He made agreements with railroad companies to transport his product for lower prices than his competitors. So on the surface, these two elements to his business seem relatively fair. Although the tactics of the transportation of the oil have been called into question, for the most part, he developed a better technology and was able to transport his product at a cheaper price. And at the very beginning of the business, this behavior was passable. But later in the company's history, as it continued to grow and eventually became the largest oil producer in the U.S., the unethical and predatory nature of the company took form. 
Once Standard Oil became a behemoth, it utilized its size to target specific competitors and drive them out of business. Standard Oil would incur losses to offer cheaper prices to the customers of a competitor. And once this would happen, the smaller company would have to incorporate their operation under Standard Oil or run out of business. And it's this targeting and predatory tactic of Standard Oil that played a key role of the company being accused of being a monopoly. And another crucial reason why Standard Oil was charged was because the consumers were the ones who were at most at risk. Especially before electricity, when kerosene lamps were the central forms of lighting, almost every home in America relied on this kerosene oil that was being produced by the Standard Oil Company. And given the 90% market share of the Standard Oil Company, this created a very precarious situation for consumers in that without competition, Standard Oil had complete control over these kerosene prices. And given these fears, the Standard Oil had to be broken up into several companies in order to generate a more competitive environment that specifically protected consumers. And this whole experience with Standard Oil set the precedent of future regulation. All of the aspects that arose from it, like like the dominance of market share and targeting of competitors and concern for the consumer were all negative things that Americans experienced and things that the government wanted to prevent from happening again. So these harmful effects of monopolies are being applied to companies like Apple, Amazon, and Google, who are all facing intense scrutiny from the U.S. government today. But the problem is, while the power and influence of these companies reflect Standard Oil, the complex nature of the digital age prevents the Federal Trade Commission from taking concrete legal action against these companies. The nature of the digital landscape is very difficult to describe or even completely comprehend. The digital world is something that doesn't even have a physical existence. So the traditional understandings of monopolies are difficult to apply in regulating these companies. And the case against Google is an interesting example. So Google owns 90% of the search engine industry, and the Federal Trade Commission is suing them for utilizing their size to eliminate competition. So the similarities to Standard Oil are clear. But Google argues that people are not forced to use Google's search engines, rather they choose to, and also that their services are free. So whereas Standard Oil's dominance directly threatened consumers because they had no other choice but to use Standard Oil products and pay their prices, Google claims their market dominance does not threaten consumers because people choose to use Google and their services are free. And we see this issue about the threat to consumers in different ways, especially with Facebook and their access to people's data. The government has questioned Mark Zuckerberg about this data problem, specifically how they collect this information and use it for advertising. And this whole issue was created by the digital age, and therefore there's, there's no legal precedent in this case. So while Facebook collects data against the will of many of its users, it continues unimpeded without government oversight. So we see how the, the traditional understanding of protecting the consumer fails to confront major issues of the digital age. We also see the problems that arise when a single company dominates an industry. 
So for example, in 2019, if you were a small business on the Amazon platform and you wanted to label one of your products as a prime product, Amazon prohibited you from using FedEx or UPS to ship your products. Instead, if you wanted to be considered a prime product, you had to use Amazon's shipping service, which was more expensive. And this example shows the larger concern going forward is that the more that Amazon grows, the more reliant we will become on them. And from experience with Standard Oil, reliance on a single company is a huge issue. But the problem is Amazon cannot be charged as being a monopoly in the traditional understanding of the term. Standard Oil held a 90% market share of the oil industry. Amazon only owns a 40% market share of the retail industry. But even with a smaller market share than Standard Oil held, Amazon is still worth more than Standard Oil was. In today's dollars, Standard Oil is worth $1 trillion. Amazon is worth $1.6 trillion. So what this shows is that Amazon is actually a more profitable company than Standard Oil was, yet their size cannot be regulated because they're technically not a monopoly. So looking towards the future, people will become more reliant on the products and services these companies provide, but the dominance and business practices of these companies will remain unchecked given how traditional understandings of monopolies prohibit the U.S. government from taking major legal action.